Hey guys, welcome back to the Freedom Runway podcast, where we help young entrepreneurs like you get the tangible tools and knowledge you need to make a massive positive impact and make your dreams a reality. My name is Jack Cole. Let's get started. We have an awesome guest joining us today. Carolyn Lidster is the president of a professional business fraternity. She has secured a reputable internship very early on, and she has some great advice for developing leadership skills and making sure you aren't afraid to surprise people with what you can do. I'm super excited for you guys to listen. Let's tune in. Carolyn, welcome to the show. We are super excited to have you here today. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Of course. You know, I know you've had a lot of practice with leadership skills, whether it's through, you know, ASB in high school and now in college, you're the president of multiple clubs type things. Um, And so today I really wanted to pick your brain about being a woman in business and just an overall leader in the industry. Yeah. um, When you first mentioned this podcast to me and asked me to talk about that, I was really excited about it. And it's funny because we were just talking about it. Jack and I just mentioned imposter syndrome. And I always feel like, you know, maybe it's the wrong girl. Maybe I'm not the one that should be like leading these organizations, or maybe I shouldn't have even gotten into Cal Poly. But, you know, I have a lot of people like tell me and commend me for like the things that I've done. And sometimes I just think it's important to, you know, self-reflect on that, but we won't let imposter syndrome get us today. So I guess I'll give you guys my two cents on, I guess, what it means to be a leader at a young age and especially as a woman. Definitely. And you know, I know, I know just to touch on imposter syndrome real quick, I think we all kind of struggle from that. You know, people are always going to tell us, you know, maybe it's not even people telling us, it's just in the back of our minds that, oh, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be achieving that this young, you shouldn't be doing this or that, but you know, it's just holding us back and it's stuff that we have to consciously recognize and attack and just plow through those walls. So it's great. I love seeing what you're doing. I think at times, when you do find yourself in a point of like, I'm going through this imposter syndrome phase, maybe it's just because you're achieving such great things and it's, they're so great. It's hard to believe you're even doing them. So maybe that's that's the way we should be looking at it. Yeah. Who knows? But we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Cool. So should I just jump right into it? Yeah. Let's, let's give a little bit of background on you and kind of what you were saying. Totally. So just on who I am, um, I am a second year business administration student with a concentration in IS um, and a minor in music at Cal Poly. Um, I am president of the Kappa Mu chapter of Delta Sigma Pi, um, part of which Jack Cole is involved in too. And um, a few other things I'm involved in on campus. I am a peer advisor for the College of Business. I'm in the honors program and we do a lot of like civic education, giving back to the community. So it's been fun. I've had a good two years so far at Cal Poly and um, I'm from Sacramento. I am very interested in commercial real estate up there. Maybe I'll go into that someday, but who knows? Um, I spent this past summer interning with Colliers International. So just a little bit about me, what I'm involved in. That's awesome. And, and, you know, it sounds like you're definitely, everybody kind of knows you are getting involved to the fullest extent, you know, two years in college and you've probably done more stuff than I have. Um, so that's really cool to see. I try. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely part of being a leader too, is just bringing on responsibilities and just kind of tossing yourself in situations and seeing what happens. Um, you know, it's, we're at the age where it's, I said it, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like it's the time to stick our necks out and just take risks. So it's great. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Cool. So yeah, let's talk about a little bit, um, kind of just being, oh, developing those leadership skills early, like, yeah, like you were mentioning. So, um, when Jack asked me to be on this podcast, I immediately brainstormed a few things that I love getting across to people. And when they asked me how I went about becoming a leader at such a young age, but it's not even just the titles you have sometimes. It's just the fact that people recognize you as a leader or as a mentor, even as a great friend especially, you know, being in the business school. But one of the first things that I wrote down was the importance of relationship building. And I always say, you know, when I want to get to know someone, I normally ask them what it is that they like value very highly in their life at that time. And I always ask this just because I always have my answer on deck and I value relationships with people probably more than anything else. Um, You know, human connection is kind of incomparable and you know I think the way that we feel about each other is stronger than the feelings we'll get from just inanimate objects and I love explaining this to people just how I feel about it because I think it's really important as a leader to grasp really strong relationships with those around you and I don't know I just think relationships are so unique with each and every person you know the one you have with your best friend is not the same that you have with your brother or your sister or just someone you sit next to in class that's the reason you know why we call our best friends for a shoulder to cry on or for honest advice. But I think as a leader, it's really important to recognize that these relationships are dynamic and changing. You know, we build them, we take them down, we depend on them. We seek guidance through them. We gain energy through them. And I think we focus on connections from the past and the present and the ones we want to build in the future. I think that's where leadership comes in because being a leader means recognizing that those relationships are dynamic, that they're going to grow. Where do you want this one to be in 10 years? Um, What's a relationship you're seeking out? Do you need another mentor in your life? But I think recognizing those dynamics allows us to do our job as a leader because as a young leader in an organization, especially, it's really nice to think of yourself as I am the manager of this group. You know, you need to have strong connections with the people around you to keep constant lines of communication to know how they're feeling. And the most important part about that as a leader is when you have these strong relationships with individuals, it allows you to connect other people together, which I think is such an awesome feeling when you know when two different people, you have such a strong relationship with each of them that you want to connect them together. And when you can do that and then take a step back afterwards as a leader, that's a true sign of success, I think. And I really found that in relationship building. Um, But a good friend always told me, I wrote this down because I really wanted to talk about it. Um, He always says RBI, which means relationships before issues. And if you find yourself at like a crossroads of maybe getting something off your to-do list or maybe, I don't know, the option of helping out a friend in a time of need, always choose the friend. You know, there's so much importance in like maintaining those valuable relationships, good or bad. Um, You know, we might have those people that get on our nerves that we don't always love spending time around. And we might have those people that we call when we're in dire need and, you know, we need a friend, but I think it's important to recognize all of those relationships because I don't know, I think that you wouldn't really see the positive ones unless you found the negative, but relationships before issues, I think that's very important as a leader because if the people around you understand that you're putting them first, they'll have the utmost respect for you. So absolutely. And yeah, 
And I think, you know, relationships, I mean, if you're in business, you're, you're in the people business. Like there's mm -hmm. no way around it. Like if you're, exactly. you're selling a product to a person, you're, you're managing people and you have to always realize that and recognize that. And, you know, some of the biggest things, like you said, like active, li active listening, empathy, just building rapport with people are so necessary if you want to be able to influence them and to motivate them and inspire mm -hmm. these human beings that, you know, we're interacting with on a daily basis. Yeah, so, exactly. And, and I wrote down that RBI. That's, that's great. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Actually, Zach Doherty, he, he told me that. And I know you had him on here. So I'll have yeah. to give him credit for that one. Nice. Um, I don't know where he got it, but I got it from him. So nice. yeah, I mean, I, I always think that the, it's the people who will remember you when you're gone. So the least we can do is try and remember them too. <laughs> Definitely. And I, and you know, yeah. I, I was listening to a song this morning and it was, you know, I think the greatest contributions are the ones we leave behind, um, you know, for the people in our, in our lives that we love. So it's yeah. all about people. Yeah, totally. And something else I wanted to get across too, in terms of like relationship building, especially as someone from a younger age too, is to always ask questions to your superiors to build those relationships. And, you know, I learned that this past summer in my internship when I was given tasks or jobs that I had no idea what they were for. But the second you ask one question, you're automatically starting that relationship building of like, what is this project for? How is it going to help you? How's it going to help me? What's it going to do for the company? Or not even in terms of a career path, but maybe just in school or just in friendships, but always ask questions because you never know where it's going to lead. And I don't know, people remember what they say more often than what they hear so if you ask questions and you get people to talk they'll remember what they told you so yeah that's awesome and and i think asking questions you know is something that it's just a form of taking action mm -hmm. and a lot of people struggle like i know i personally am more of an introverted person and i didn't start asking questions to like my professors and stuff until college mm -hmm. and like the exponential difference in participating in classes, participating with like, in just building those relationships is like, you guys never know what will come from it. And it's so important. So it's yeah, a great exactly. point to bring up. I, I consider myself very lucky because I started joining business organizations very early on in my college experience. So fall quarter, freshman year, I rushed Delta Sigma Pi. And I think getting exposure to those older peers of mine right away really taught me like they were like go to office hours ask questions you know schedule coffee chats with your professor and no one around me was really doing that in the beginning so i i didn't know if it was you know out of the norm but i'm so glad i had those people like telling me to do that yeah it's it's the extra effort for sure mm -hmm. and and you know leaders don't become leaders without mentors you know mm -hmm. like people don't just rise up from like by themselves you know in most cases at least you know we have these mentors to guide us and it's so important to build those relationships early yeah totally so and on another note too of developing leadership skills early is i just hope people know that it's never too early to go against the grain you know go against the norm and i I found after reflecting these past few weeks, I guess we've had a lot of time to think and reflect. Um, a lot of experiences that I've had in college and high school, I'm very glad that I kind of went against the norm. Um, even starting with my internship this past summer, I knew that I wanted to stay in Sacramento. And I asked my dad, I was like, what can I get involved in? I have this open summer. And I think 
as a first and second year in a business school, you're sitting in on these panels and watching videos and presentations of these third and fourth years who talk about their amazing internships they had, like as a third or fourth year. But as a first or second year, I think that you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to do that next year. That's it's going to be me in a year or two. But I don't know. I think I looked at it differently and thought, why can't I do that this year? You know, let's, let's do yeah. it now. So, I mean, you actually have nothing to lose when you go out for these positions in college. So I don't know. I reached out to the people at Colliers International too, and I went through the interview process and I got it. And I just kind of realized like, you can do that as a first year. You don't have to be a third year to have this awesome internship. And I think what's really cool about that is when you're walking into the doors of something where you're a first year and they expect you to be a certain way, prove those people wrong. And, and I'm so glad I had such a supportive group at Collier's, but the other two interns with me were going into their last year of college and I was just finishing my first. So Yes, I felt maybe a little bit out of place, kind of that imposter syndrome vibes a little bit, but I hope people know that, you know, it's never too early to go against the grain because, you know, I would not be here today, like trying to pursue my real estate license had I not done that. And, you know, I've been reaching out to real estate brokers and slow just to see how the industry is here. Not because I necessarily want to go into it and get another internship just because I'm interested in it. And I think it's important to always be like, actively learning about the things that you've done before. So I don't know, Definitely. it's never too early. I hope people know that. Yeah, it, it really, it's so true. And it's only going to propel your success sooner. You know, it's just it's exponential growth. And the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to just compounding interest and you're just going to learn all those skills. Totally. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and something else too, is I realized that if you take the moment to self-reflect and you realize that what you're doing right now is sitting around and waiting, be self-aware and pull yourself out of it. So if you're just sitting around waiting for an opportunity to come to you, I think you're doing it wrong. You know, pull yourself out of that waiting game because no one wants to play a waiting game, you know, go out and seek it, like what it is you're interested in. And you know, you're going to face rejection. That's hard. You're going to face like disapproval and things like that. But something else that I wanted people to know is perseverance in the face of rejection is so important. So, you know, you pull yourself out of this waiting game and you face rejection, persevere, let that disappointment and rejection humble you. Let it like, I don't know, show you new opportunities. But if you let that experience like humble you as a person, you're only going to be better off down the road. And I mean, good for the people who are well into their career and haven't faced that much rejection. But I mean, if you face rejection early on, I think you'll know how to handle it way later on in life. And something that ties along with that too is being humble comes with a very good balance of also being confident. So if you, you know, you faced this rejection, find that confidence too and act like that is an opportunity that you deserve. And if you don't walk around in your job or school down the street, like you have this confidence, no one will consider you a confident person. You know, if you don't trust yourself, no one else will. So I guess my point here is it's never too early to dip your toes in the water and explore careers because when you face rejection, yes, it will humble you, but don't be afraid to find that confidence too. Even if yeah. you face rejection, you can still be a confident person. 
Absolutely. And you know, I, I mean, I don't like write a script for these podcasts, but I did write down like a few bullet points. And my first one I wrote in all caps was perseverance is huge. And it just applies so much. And you know, you really hit it like right on the head. Um, Mm -hmm. And just in facing those rejections early on, like, it just builds up that, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a cool metaphor, but you know, like the, the iron hide that allows you to go through business, you know, and it's going to be tough out there, but it's just having that perseverance is without it, you, you probably won't make it. Let's be real. But like, it's, it's just practice. So totally. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to note too, when you face this like rejection or disappointment that the people around you who are succeeding and maybe getting the things that you want, most of them have faced rejection too. So it's not like you're the only one that's singled out. I mean, Yes, I have these like leadership positions and amazing clubs I'm involved in, but trust me, I faced a lot of rejection in my life and it hurts. It sucks, but you know, let it humble you. Yeah. Let it take you to new opportunities. So I know. And, and just because, you know, something my dad definitely taught me was just because somebody says no the first time, that does not mean, you know, the conversation or the negotiation is over at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe how many situations we've gone through. And I've been sitting next to him on the phone. Somebody's told him no. And like, he's, he's still pursuing companies that he was trying to buy like 10 years later. Like, I don't know anybody else with that much perseverance. But, you know, I think that's, that's what's allowed him to go from nothing to, you know, owning apartment buildings and, you know, being an owner in his own way. So. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean. Aside from being an early leader and a young leader in these organizations, um, I know something else I mentioned to you too was like being a female leader on a, on a completely different note. And I think the most important thing about being a young leader and also being a female leader is also just to not let that negativity phase you. Um, as a woman, people always say, be that strong, independent woman. And you know what, like, that's, that's damn right. You know, be that strong, independent woman, speak it into existence. Don't let, don't be afraid to surprise people with what it is that you can do. And I know I, I mentioned it before about being like a first year in my internship, but also being like a young female, do not be afraid to bring something new to the table. I think when you're building relationships with people, you tell them you tell them one thing that they didn't already know and they're like wow this, this girl knows what she's talking about it's kind of funny you know it'll surprise yeah. you the way the way people act when you tell them something new and something they didn't know but don't be afraid to bring new things to the table yeah that's huge you know fear is one of the major things that just holds people back from you know building relationships from from going out there and just taking action and to be able to overcome that like once you realize that you know some of these, like you're reaching out to these executives of these companies and, you know, possibly getting internships and they're, they're just people. And once you get over that first fear, it's like, it's, you just, it's just, you get the snowball rolling and you just get so much better at it. Yeah. You know, I think uniqueness stands out and unique doesn't always have to be in, you know, your background or like how you appear and stuff like that. It can be the way you approach situations. And if you approach situations with this newfound spunk and like, these new ideas that you have, that's, that's unique. And that will definitely stand out. So, yeah. And it's totally about the attitude you have going in. Right. It's like, if you, okay. So like I have a puppy, right. And it's like, if I'm in, yeah, if I'm in one mood 
and you know, you, you're like, you wake up, you're in a happy mood and you see the puppy eat something that he shouldn't. You're more like, oh, well, you know, whatever, that's inconvenient, but I'll just pick it up. And then it's, you go on with your day. If you're in a different mood, you're a little bit more agitated. You might get mad at the dog. You might like throw something at him and then you have to try and make it up to the dog and you feel bad. And then it's just this whole different thing. So, you know, without going on this kind of weird tangent that I'm going on, like it's all about your attitude going into these situations and just having, being conscious about what you're feeling so that, you know, you're not in a business situation. You don't go into a conference call and you're kind of, you know, agitated about something beforehand. You're going to handle whatever comes up a little bit differently, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So. No, totally. I mean, I, I completely agree with that is being self-aware too. being, you said, you mentioned like being conscious of how you're feeling. I mean, self-awareness doesn't come easy too. And that's something else I wrote down is it's really hard to become this person who's completely self-aware and like recognizing every action they take and every word they say, but I don't know, the more self-aware you can get, I think the better. Yeah. It makes and you realize like how you're affecting yourself as well as like how you're affecting other people. And then you can absolutely. make decisions based off of that. And it's a work in progress for everyone. You know, nobody, if somebody claims they're always, you know, this perfect, know what's going on, then they're probably lying. So I know I, myself, I, I try and work on it a lot more than now that I realize it's a thing, you know, a lot of people don't even realize like what they're doing. So it's huge mm -hmm. in business, especially. Yeah, totally. Um, something else too, I really wanted to touch on, which you kind of already mentioned was like the importance of taking risks. And I think, I think that as a leader, if you are not the one taking risks, people will not remember you. And yes, it's definitely important to be that leader that does what's supposed to be done, checks all the boxes, um, you know, does what's done in the past, carries out tradition and all those things. But if you don't do something different, bring something new to the table, people will have absolutely nothing to remember you by too. And you won't have any legacy behind you know, and I think it's really important to reflect and say, what do I want to leave behind here? So with taking these, I guess, calculated risks, you know, just don't be afraid to go against the grain and yes, check off those boxes, but make your own box to check off too for the future leaders after you. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's really hard in these uncertain times too. I just jumped into this new leadership role of being president of Delta SIG the beginning of spring quarter. And I think, I don't know, not even a week, maybe four or five days after um, we switched positions. I think that was when Cal Poly was like, we're going virtual for spring quarter. So I had, we had a good five days, but um, <laughs> you know, I, it's, that's just another thing where it's, I, everyone is saying the word, these unprecedented times, which is so true. And I think every move I make right now is a risk, which I guess I'm lucky these risks, risks are already built out for me. But these uncertain times, it's, it's crazy how much unknown is out there. So you really can't be afraid of it because whatever happens, happens. You know, you have to go with the flow. I can't control whether school's going to be online in the fall, you know, even in the winter too. So be prepared yeah. for everything, I guess. But the most important part about these risks is to be optimistic. So, you know, optimism in the face of others is very key to being a good leader. So I 
we're going to be honest here. And now a lot of people are going to know how scared I am about this whole situation of just, I hope that all these organizations stay intact and it's, it is scary, but when you're leading a group of people, you have to put an optimistic face on because if you show that you're scared or unprepared or anything, they'll be frantic. They they'll be scared too. So optimism of others. It's, it's huge, you know, and you know, the great leaders, not just the mediocre ones, but the great ones are able to see past a lot of this pessimism and, you know, see the opportunities that are arising out of like a situation like this. And like, yeah, this situation's horrible. Like businesses are just going out of business, but so many great companies were born in situations like this. You know, we go back to 2008 and all the massive companies now were born during that time frame, And I have no doubt that so many more will be born during this time frame. And, you know, the people starting those businesses are the leaders that are able to be optimistic, seek opportunities and to inspire their workers to follow them. So mm-hmm. totally. I mean, point. expect the unexpected, right? Especially in this weird time. Um, nothing, nothing should come as a surprise to us anymore. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, those were some great points, Carolyn. I think it's just about time to hop into our hot shot questions. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. All right. What is your favorite business book and why? Oh gosh. Um, you just recommended a book to me and I just forgot the name of it. Uh, se- it. The seven, seven habits of highly effective people. That's a yeah. good one. I'm going to, I'm going to read that just because you recommended it right before okay. this. It's a good one. People read that. All right. Next question. What is something you've changed your mind about recently? Okay. So this could sound like a tongue twister, but I have changed my mind about, I, I think it's okay for people to change their mind. And I've changed my mind on that recently. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I used to kind of think like, I don't know, maybe it's like hypocritical to like go back on your word and people have such strong opinions about what's going on in the world right now. But if people are persuaded one way or another and they change their mind, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And I've realized that that's okay. Totally. Mind on that. And yeah, no, I actually, I love that. And, you know, I think there's a difference between integrity and, you know, saying something and following through, but there's also this need to recognize when you're wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to accept that and change your mind to open and new things. So yeah. that's great. All right. What are you spending too much money on right now? Oh, definitely eating out. And every time I'm, I'm in, I'm in San Luis Obispo right now. And I think it's good though, that every time I'm going out there, I'm like supporting local, right? Yeah. In a weird right. time. Um, so maybe it's not a bad thing. It's, it is sad to, you know, walk down the streets and see these small businesses like with these huge sales or some of them just have, they're just gone out of business already, but it's really exciting to see the ones that are thriving which is odd to say, but a lot of them are because people want to support local, especially being in slow. Most businesses here are not these big corporate businesses. They're like local sandwich shops, local grocery stores. So, right. They're little mom and pop shops. Yeah. I think, I think it's been really interesting to see which businesses are kind of thriving during all of this. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, I mountain bike a lot and like bike shop sales are like through the roof because people have nothing else to do, but bike. So it's kind of Love weird. That. Yeah. yeah awesome. All right. What are you not spending enough money on right now? Um, 
okay, this, I had this funny conversation with my roommate last night about how like last quarter we were, or even just last year, I was like, you know, I dress well, test well, spend money on like new clothes and your appearance and stuff. I'm not spending any money on that anymore. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter, you know, um, what you look like in class these days because you don't have to go anywhere. So maybe I'm not spending enough money on my appearance, which I don't know if you have to, but eh, I, right. I bought like new, like business casual shoes last quarter and they have not been put to use at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my mom too. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> what is something you think prevents young entrepreneurs from failing or never even starting in the first place? I think fear, but not just fear of failing. I think people are very scared to stand out sometimes. And, you know, we did like touch on it, but a lot of times people are just like, I'm scared. And yeah, they're scared to fail, but it's just weird when you're young, you know, especially in, let's think about like elementary school, you did not want to be that person that was different. And I think that does carry with people, unfortunately, through college and into their careers. And it's hard to stand out. It really is. And I think people are scared of it. But once you get past that hump that, I don't know, the most important, important opinion is probably your own. We just can't be scared you know, to yep. maybe start that business we've always wanted to start, jump on that like new train of like this, whatever's happening in the world. So, you know, don't be afraid to stand out. Yeah. I it's love not it. that scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Okay. So the last point that I actually wrote down that I really wanted to talk about was to stay active. And I guess that's my my tip but yes physically definitely physically but most importantly i think mentally but staying active mentally i think has such a different definition to everyone especially right now with what's going on in the world you know we are living in a revolution and i think it's important to stay active in educating yourself about it um but you know with what's going on in the world you know i stand in solidarity with the black community so it's really important to educate yourself and stay active on what's going on right now. And that was different than five, 10 years ago. And it's going to be different in five or 10 years from today. Um, but I think as a leader, it's very important to encourage education everywhere. And it's very important beyond that to realize that it starts with yourself. So, you know, we can't be afraid to like stand out in this space of diversity, accept it, embrace it, love it, let it empower you, but stay active in it. And if active for you is reading a book on it, listening to a podcast, um, going out into the streets, or maybe posting something on social media, or maybe it's just having those difficult conversations with people around you, be active. You know, it's very important to honor what you know and feel comfortable with and what you want to make a change about. But the bottom line is, you know, just embrace your differences, allow them to bring us together too. And, you know, as a leader, people will find any reason to tear you down or criticize the system. So just don't let that negativity affect you from being involved in staying active. So, you know, stay active in your body, in your mind. Don't stop seeking, learning, teaching, exploring, creating. Um, you know, life is meant to be lived. So might as well. Might as well take the opportunity to live it.
Definitely. You know, Tony Robbins says life happens for us, not to us. So just live in the present and enjoy it while we got it. Yeah. Carolyn, that was a great episode. I'm so happy you were able to join us today. How can people reach out to you if they have any more questions? Um, well, I can, I am definitely open to email too. I don't know if you want me to include it or. Sure. Uh, yeah. I can just, I can put it in the show link. Perfect. Put my email on awesome. the show link. Message me on LinkedIn. I would love to post this podcast too. Message me anywhere. Um, any social media, LinkedIn, email. I love to chat. Like I said, I love to build relationships. So let's, yep. let's get it going. Awesome, Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Guys, if you like this episode, please remember to comment, like, and subscribe. Let me know what other topics you guys would love to see talked about, and we'll see you next time.